Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Welcome to this special edition. During these difficult times, we're talking to experts who can help us gain perspective on the impact of coronavirus, as well as share tips, resources, and some much-needed inspiration. Today, I'm joined by Elise Nelson. Elise is the co-founder of Vital Voices and the current president and CEO of the Vital Voices Global Partnership. Elise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. So for our listeners who don't know, uh, which I hope is none, what is Vital Voices and who does the organization work with? Sure. So we were founded on the very simple idea that no country, no community, no corporation can move ahead if half the population, women and girls, are left behind. And what we do today has really evolved with women leaders as we have evolved over the last 23 years that we've been in existence. What we do now is we search the world for women who have a daring vision for change, and we invest in her through training, mentoring, and network of her peers, financial support, visibility, and credibility so that she can take that vision of hers to scale. And I think what we do is, is quite frankly, quite different because we're not going into a community and saying, you know, we, we know the answers to the problems in Afghanistan, right, uh, from the United States. We find the leaders who are doing it. We find the leaders who are maybe combating human rights and violence against women. We find the leaders who are, uh, you know, making policy change and running for political office uh, and changing the game. We uh, support leaders who are social entrepreneurs, developing businesses to solve climate change and other inequities in communities. We're absolutely supporting women on the front lines of change. And to date, we've supported 18,000 women across 182 countries. But I think what's so beautiful about the organization is that these women stay connected to us. So it's not a one-off investment or opportunity. It is something that is a lifelong investment in these women's leadership. Sounds like an incredibly powerful model. And obviously, I've been involved with you for for many, many years, and I've seen how many people you've been impacting. And uh, not just, as you say, the 18,000 women, which is incredible, that are part of the network. But then, as we always talk about, that multiplier effect of all the other people, women, men, and children in their communities that they're impacting. So the impact is just incredibly enormous. Yeah, I mean, it's millions. It's millions. So for someone who has been very connected to women uh, all over the world for really your entire career, if not your entire life, <laughs> are women having a unique experience during the coronavirus? And, and why would a global pandemic hit women harder than men? You know, I think if we look at any time the world is in crisis or a community is in crisis, women bear a disproportionate impact of that and all the difficulties that come. So For example, with COVID-19, if we think about it, women are globally the majority of frontline healthcare workers and nurses around the world. They make up the majority of those who are obviously right now picking up a lot of care, whether it be care for elderly, for people who are sick, uh, for children who are out of school. Uh, So that's another piece. They are often the first to lose their businesses. Um, so we all know that small businesses are really hurting right now. Um, so that, that is just a few things, but you layer on top of that, violence against women spikes anytime you have a crisis. Um, and 
you think about it, if you're being told right now in this crisis where, you know, anxiety is already high, that now you have to stay in your home on lockdown with your abuser. What we saw in some communities in China in the height of COVID, a 50% increase in domestic violence. So this is a time where women are really facing uh, disproportionate uh, difficulties uh, in this crisis. But, you know, Kim, talking to women around the world that we work with, I can also see that, yes, they are disproportionately impacted, but they also bring extraordinary solutions. And I think what one of the reasons we are the reason we have supported women around the world for these past more than two decades is because they lead differently. You know, they see a problem and they immediately want to step up and help solve it. They, they see a wrong, they want to right it. They lead with empathy. And, you know, I can't help but think that, I mean, I hope that similar to the financial crisis, we might come out of this thinking, oh, wow, women's leadership, the way they lead with empathy, with passion, with collaboration, with that motivation to, to, uh, to bring positive impact to their communities, that's the kind of leadership we need. So, so that's you know a small bit of a silver lining I see, um, or or I hope to see. Um, but we've got a long way to go, obviously. You and I share that vision and passion and recognition that women uh, do lead um, in incredible ways. And in our words, they use their power for purpose. But everything you've described is really, I think, the heart of what Vital Voices stands for and what has done for so effectively for 23 years. It's incredible. Um, but even in this moment, um, you know, you have these incredible women leaders around the world that you always support and frankly, who I know inspire you and all of us. What are you doing um, in response to COVID? Because you've recently launched a really, I think, important initiative. Yeah. So, you know, Kim, honestly, every time I don't know exactly how to move forward, I turn back to our network and we have sort of a core group of the leaders of the network. It's about 150 women across many different countries. And I immediately reached out to them and said, I, I'm thinking of you in this crisis. Uh, we've just closed our offices. We're all working at home. And I want to know what's going on in your communities. I've been thinking about you. How bad is the situation? Are you also under lockdown? What impact is this having on your business, on your, on your NGO? And the responses that I got were just tremendous. And the only word that came to mind was resilience, mm -hmm. perseverance, right? That that in this time of crisis, they were like, yes, this is difficult, but we're going to push forward. And there were so many disheartening stories about the impact that um, the crisis was having on their communities, but how they were immediately stepping up to do something about it, how they were changing their models just on a dime, just so nimbly. One of the women leaders we work with, for example, in Philadelphia, leads an incredible organization called 412 Food Rescue. Her name is Leah Lizarondo. And what she does is she has a mobile app. She connects uh, hotels and restaurants that have perfectly good food that they're going to throw out with a network of 10,000 volunteer drivers. Those volunteer drivers across six cities go and pick up the the perfectly good, but food that is about to be thrown out, and they deliver it to, you know, a nonprofit uh, that needs, you know, or communities that are food insecure. And she's immediately pivoted, obviously, because so many restaurants are closing down, now really beefing up the number of uh, stores that she's going to. 
she told me in the last two weeks, she's gotten 2,000 more volunteer drivers who are like, I want to do something. What can I do? She's immediately pivoted to actually serving school lunches at bus stops. I mean, they're trying to figure out, okay, the kids won't go to school. They won't get that hot meal they need each day. So we're going to go to the bus stop and we're going to deliver these hot meals. And they've they delivered you know, hundreds of hot meals to kids. So they, they've really pivoted. Now we're actually like preparing meals. We'll be back after this break. Elise, tell me how many countries you reach, because that's really, I think, important for people to understand. We are across 182 countries. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually been fascinating as I have been talking to so many women leaders across our network, how the, the experience is very much the same. And again, women hit harder. Um, but you were asking before about the initiative we launched. And, you know, Vital Voices was founded for and because of women leaders. So everything that we do is so much in response to what their needs are as leaders in their communities. And I think now is that moment where, you know, people are stepping up in bigger ways and so we have to step up in bigger ways. So we we quickly developed this Voices of Resilience, very much based off this one word that came into my head as I was reading all these emails coming in from women around the world. And that initiative really has um, four core components uh, to support women across our network. The first piece is we just wanted to share their stories. So we immediately, within a couple days, launched the Voices of Resilience podcast. And that's a daily podcast. We've never done a daily podcast. We usually do a podcast that comes out every two weeks. It's been an incredible experience for me because I host the podcast and I've been interviewing all of these women and hearing these incredible stories. So it has really kept me focused and going and generating creative ideas. But we're also providing you know, critical direct resources so we established a fund to provide um, urgent financial support. We already had a fund that was providing uh, urgent assistance to women who are victims of extreme forms of gender-based violence. This uh, builds on that to really look at how can we help women, you know, who have become the backbone in their community. You know, in, in so many places around the world, you don't have health care systems, hospitals. And so leaders in the communities, whether it be, you know, Ruba, who is based in, um, in Lebanon and works with uh, Syrian refugees, I mean, they've become those frontline healthcare workers. Um, they've become the people who are mobilizing and, and supporting. And so how can we provide them with support that they need so that they can keep going and that they don't have to give it another thought. They can just step up um, and keep going. And that, that's something, you know, we are constantly trying to raise money for this fund so we can quickly get, get money out the door. Um, the third area is really around that virtual connection of, of women around the world. So what we know and what we immediately heard is that they wanted to be connected to each other. I was talking the other day to a mayor of Nelson. It's both a region and a, and a city in New Zealand. And she was saying, you know, my connection to my cohort at Vital Voices, other women political leaders around the world, is the only thing that's kept me going. And, you know, we hear that from so many women. So we thought, okay, this is our opportunity for rapid digital integration. <laughs> this is our opportunity to sort of shift a lot of 
the resources that we would have spent traveling out and bringing people together physically, which is still so valuable, and, and I'm sure we will do it in the future, but pivoting some of those resources towards really building an extraordinary hub where we can bring all those leaders together. And quite frankly, Kim, it's something we've wanted to do forever. We have become a far more digital organization. uh, And it's been amazing because in some ways, I feel more connected to our team and to the women around the world. Well, we are so um, happy that you are there, that you are leading Vital Voices, that Vital Voices is there for women in so many countries. um, And it's such a it's such a stabilizing force. Um, and I think you're right. I think we will see everybody emerging stronger from this. Um, and, and maybe as, you know, as I know you and I both agree that women's leadership is different and maybe we have a chance to prove why that model is so critical. So, uh, I think we know what gives us optimism in this moment, which is, uh, as you said, the resilience of women, but how can our listeners directly support Vital Voices? Certainly go to our website, vitalvoices.org. There you can sign up for the Voices of Resilience podcast. You can sign up, quite frankly, anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be iTunes or Spotify. You can support our work. I mean, we, we um, obviously, like any organization, take a hit during this time. But I think more importantly, we want to make sure we're, we'll be there for other uh, women leaders around the world through the creation of this fund. And I should just mention the last um, component, actually, of that Voices of Resilience initiative is mobilizing collective action. And really that came from women leaders that we work with saying, what can we do as a global network across almost every single country around the world, thousands of women impacting the lives of millions, what can we do together? And so they're starting to come up with a number of sort of hacking solutions on a global scale. There's some great ideas bubbling about a sort of a collection of products made by women across the network and basically sold to help women entrepreneurs during this time. Um, there's a lot of ideas brewing, so stay tuned for that. Well, Elise, it is so fantastic uh, to talk to you in this moment. I know uh, the, the leaders of Vital Voices around the world connected will be a very powerful concept. So appreciate everything you're doing and please let us continue to know how to support you. And thank you for your, your vision and your leadership, Kim. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. Listen to Seneca Women conversations on power and purpose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please support this podcast by telling your friends, subscribing, and rating us. For more information on Seneca Women, follow us on social media, Visit our website, SenecaWomen.com, and check out the Seneca Women app, free in the App Store. Have a great day.